The period of civil war has ended. It's definitely an improvement and totally not a lateral move. Join Ambassador Plek Dexeter and his intrepid crew as they explore astounding new worlds, discover their heroic destinies, and meet weird bug creatures and stuff. This is Mission to Zix. Mission to Zix, an improvised science fiction podcast. That's CYXX, launching September 6th. The following advertisement has been paid for by the big guy Ryback. Are you hungry? You know I'm so hungry, big guy. Hey, Mark. What brings you here? So I'm just here to hang out with my all-time favorite superstar of all time. What brings you here? Well, I'm doing a paid advertisement for Feed Me More Nutrition. Available at FeedMeMore.com. Big guy, that is music to my ears. Do you tell the people about your ice-so-hungry grass-fed whey protein isolate, the best-tasting protein on the market, Wake Up Unlimited Energy, the strongest pre-workout on the market, and the big guy, all-natural testosterone booster, my personal fave. Big guy, you're on to something with this Feed Me More Nutrition. It is some top-quality stuff. Well, thank you, Mark, it is. Feed Me More Nutrition, premium quality, the highest quality supplements on the market today. Available now at FeedMeMore.com. But wait, there's more. Just for being a listener of Conversation with the Big Guy, you can now save 10%. That's right, save 10% at FeedMeMore.com on all Feed Me More merchandise and apparel and Feed Me More Nutrition with discount code PODCAST10, podcast one zero. Podcast 10. Thank you, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, and right now, I'd like to introduce... Whoa, 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 whoa. A guy who lost his smile. A guy who took his brand and walked away from millions of dollars. He hails from Sin City. He... Damn it! That's enough for you two! Shut up! Yo! I think he's, uh, I think he said we're fired. Shut up! Pat, slap my ass! It's time for conversation with the big guy, pal! (laughs) We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. 25% off everything at FeedMeMore.com, including all Feed Me More Nutrition with coupon MEMORIAL25. That's 25% off everything at FeedMeMore.com, including Feed Me More Nutrition with coupon code MEMORIAL25. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy. I am the Big Guy Ryback, and I'm sitting here with the one, Pat Buck. I'm excited today. Today's a very special edition of Conversation with the Big Guy. I am Pat Buck. Before we begin, we've had a hell of a week, and there's a lot to talk about. Do you have anything you'd like to mention? As far as what? Quit the Indies? (laughs) After today. Done. Done. Finish it. Done. Just fucking done. 
<laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, it has been uh, that's a joke, everybody. But ever, that the headline has been made, so we will we will give them their headlines. Ryback quits um, Indies with no other information. That's no, it. No other information. Dot dot dot. <laughs> quits. <laughs> oh my! What a day! I'm in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania now. I've uh, after no showing my my big event tonight and uh, for Northeast Wrestling, which we'll talk about in great detail. Just because, because that's the the perception now after giving an honest answer of the situation. But uh, we will break that down for our listeners. And only our listeners, because everybody else just reads headlines. Yeah, that's it. And, uh, ah, goddamn stupid Ryback. All right, let's keep to the format this week and uh, get some plug skis in. Even though I, got, I don't have my normal notes, I got this on the back of a laundry Hilton list, as you can see. <laughs> um, only the finest for the big guy here at the Hilton. I heard you racked up a, a $1,500 room service bill for... Uh... Our good buddies out here said, big guy, put anything you want on the tab, according to you. <laughs> so I went ahead and ordered a nice meal and uh, a six-pack of uh, Coors Lights tonight. Not six-pack, six bottles, I should say. So, because uh, yeah, it's been a long day, which we're going we're gonna to talk about all that. I'm, I'm, I'm functioning on, I think, three hours of sleep and a long, long drive from uh, earlier in the day. But we made it. We're here. I got a nice steak and chicken and asparagus meal. And uh, I'm a couple beers in. I'm feeling... Feeling good, so we'll go ahead and the show must go on. Guys, for all fan mail for the big guy Ryback, please send it to P.O. Box 752-740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. One to two cards or pictures, guys, please, and I will get those back to you as soon as I can. Feed Me More Nutrition, available now at feedmemore.com and I'llPumpYouUp.com in Spartan Nutrition in North Las Vegas, Nevada. Check out feedmemore.com. We have some great specials going on on all the Feed Me More Nutrition. Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, the motivational book by the big guy Ryback, available on Amazon in Kindle, paperback, and audible form. Feeding Time 2.0, available on iTunes. And Fuel Meals, the personal meals of the big guy, the meal prep service that I use. You can save 10% on that with discount code THEBIGGUY. Check out Conversation with the Big Guy here on iTunes, and please review and share, guys. Let's keep that listener fan base growing. And uh, this this week, June 3rd, I'm going to be at the Niagara Falls Comic Con from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can get tickets at tix.extremetix.com. And that's it for me this week. All right, creativeprowrestling.com, June 3rd. We're going to be in St. James, Long Island. You want to come out and see... Uh... See, the yes. people I've trained put on a hell of a show mixed in with a lot of, you know, people like Guido and Danny Doring and all that fun stuff. com. the following week, Keyports, New Jersey with old fake news Bennett. Uh, we got we got the shock master making an appearance. <laughs> we have a, a lot of fun stuff there. WrestleProOnline.com. And if you want to be a professional wrestler, com. I can train you. I can bring you into this awful, awful business. That's all I got. Could you could you have Wade Barrett do his? I'm afraid I've got some bad news at the show, and the Shockmaster just comes tumbling out through the curtain, <laughs> and and somehow create a segment with that with those two. That's a create. That's creative as fuck. I I I will look into that. I remember one time when I booked the Shockmaster. I think I'm I'm the first person in history to book him as the Shockmaster because he always comes as tugboat. Yeah. And then one time I'm like, well, can you come as Shockmaster? And he's like, 
all right, I guess I'll do it. You know, it'll be an extra 200 bucks. I'm like, <laughs> that works for me. And he came and he had the stormtrooper hat and, uh, he's a big guy. And, uh, he had oh, the, yeah, all those guys back then. They're all monsters. Like, yeah. And he came and he, uh, Giant he's like human beings. He's like, what do you want me to do? I'm like, I don't really know. So uh, I had him walk through the curtain and I just did the voice, like the Arn Anderson thing. And I'm like, it's, it's now time for intermission. And that was it. And he just didn't autograph really? side. I swear to God. You, but, need uh, that, you need old fake news Bennett to, to get ready to uh, announce something really, really big and, and do that. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. And right when he gets into it, you just hear, ah, and crashing to the ground and, and through the curtain. And uh, in which he just shares and stares in awe and uh he just gets up, puts the helmet back on, and goes to the back. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> Fuck. It would, it, would get, it would get a great reaction, even you know, even talking about it beforehand. Who cares? Just I, go out and do it. I like that we're starting this episode up. Before we get, we have a lot to talk about. I think a lot of natural stuff to talk about, which is what makes this show different. Uh, I thought it, we kind of sat, had to get drunk and force ourselves to do this podcast yeah, every week. It's, according, well, we do. This but, podcast is fucking hell. God damn, another fucking recording with Pat. Oh man, oh. it's 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 funny though because eh, I'll get into it. But I was explaining why a couple people. I had to switch around. Your schedule's been an issue this week. We'll get to that. All the fucking craziness that happened, yeah. but a small little detail. Um, I was trying to rearrange something for an appearance like, hey, can he take off early? And they're like, why can't you guys record this earlier in the day? I'm like, well, <laughs> because we'll both be shit face drunk and not be able to to carry no, out no. our work. I've, uh, you know, it's just one of those. I think it's a, you get in a routine. And if we absolutely had to do we could a do podcast it. early, we, we definitely could do it. Sure. And uh, it, it was. That was taking into account the normal travel was, you know, the first half of the day was all traveling with an hour and a half drives to get to the show. Had it all gone normal, you know, and in getting into the gym and doing my rehab stuff and I'm getting a workout in and it just would have been it, it was not ideal. But we uh, we luckily were able to get it done tonight because schedules uh, tomorrow are a little crazy. But uh, I was going to mention I the the podcast from last week when yeah back is sad and depressed and i put it like because eddie comes up with the with the headlines and everything for us and yes i had i checked the facebook and there's like people legitimately were legitimately concerned for you and i was like <laughs> jesus does anybody fucking listen <laughs> or do they just read like oh man ryback's depressed oh no like, it's like can we joke about anything no you make one little joke about something with India, and all of a sudden the entire population thinks you're out against them, and it's like, guys, come on. Well, let's let's address that before we go into the stuff this week. Um, you are back at your top spot as the most polarizing internet figure, I believe, and as far as in <laughs> what, Daris, what poll is that? In the past no, I'm just poll. like they are. Uh, they have, you know. You have been yeah. nailed to the cross as far as the way people portray keep, you now. Keep the nails coming. It's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's just keep fucking hammering them in, guys. How many nails can we get in the big eye? A lot. I got a big fucking body. <laughs> I got some big fucking hands. <laughs> so, for, so for starters, before we get into this week, which they, they, they put you on the old cross for, but the yeah. last, you know, we talked about 
I think I forget what it was. We were speaking about India on a past episode. Or about your experience yeah, in India. No, I made a reference because the WWE merchandise sales were were low, according to some source in India. And we made a, a tongue-in-cheek joke where I said, something, well, yeah, because the India is poor. But they, they stopped it right there and mm-hmm. didn't continue on with the conversation that we had where we talked about there's either they're really, really rich or really, really poor. There's really no middle class. Or that's the way I've been there twice, and that's the way that it comes off. That's what you've seen in your experience. You've seen that. I, I've seen. I've, I've physically been there on multiple occasions and seen, and it's it's a very sad situation. I'm very sympathetic towards it. Like, but never once did, did I attack the the culture of India or the people of India. We made a joke about WWE not realizing mm-hmm. that situation, and that's that's why. But then you get like bombarded by people that don't listen to the podcast and they just read the clickbait from people and that are out with their agendas. Like we said, and then for whatever reason, it's fine. That comes with doing a podcast and people like good or bad, you're going to get, you're going to get that all the time. But to have people just take little pieces and try to portray you in a whole other way, a whole other light. It's really disturbing at times. So it's like, luckily we have this where our listeners truly know, and you could tell the tone, how things come across and whatnot. But like, there's people out there say, oh, he's attacking the entire country of India. And just, it, it is what it is. But uh, never once was that ever no. discussed in that manner. And so, but you, what can you do? You just got to go, you got to roll, you know, roll the punches. And it's just, and I, I think people weren't like that, but. Yeah. I mean, you kind of say what it is. What you've said has been mirrored by anyone who I've ever not, anyone who I've ever met that has gone to India both inside and outside of wrestling has verbatim said the same exact comments. Is that necessarily truthful? That's what's what they're basing it on. As far as their experience, the one thing that I experience, yeah. The one thing I got to say though, is with, uh, if you notice a lot of the headlines, the the one who does do right by us, his name is Peter Bahi actually writes the legit transcript of what happens. But even when he writes it, I notice that there's a, a shift in who creates the headline for it and who, you know, for example, again from last week's episode, or I don't know if this was from this was from last week's. I don't know if it was two weeks ago with with the India. I don't remember that. Um, yeah. With the other headline that you were up for with uh, Ryback says we'll independent get into wrestling. All that. Yeah, and it was just they didn't include the part where we say I'm not talking about all independent wrestlers. You know, and it's just well, if you click on the actual article and actually read verbatim, a lot of people are like, "Wow, he he." You know, they, they understand the point. They understand the yeah. thought. Oh, I got messages from a lot of wrestlers and a lot of people that, that within the business and, and just old timers that I've seen the shows right on. That was 100% dead on. Not saying everyone has their own opinion on, but I don't see how you can argue with people not selling because mm-hmm. that does exist. At a, and it, I, I put over the athleticism. I love all that stuff. I'm learning to do backflips myself and those things because I sure. think they have their plate. So it's like people aren't listening to the full content and they just take a little select clip and then form their own opinion based on that small little section without taking in the whole thing. And it's just that's the way our society is. Do you think that's it? See, I don't think it is. I think they actually understand what you're saying, but they just will twist it to get the most attention, the most clicks, the most whatever. Oh, the people that, yeah, that, yeah. Oh, absolutely. They they go for the headline clickbait 100%. And I told you there were even people that did that. They they had a, a, a transcript of it, uh, and it wasn't the full one. 
it was the parts that he wanted to put in there. And then the guy was giving his own opinions, attacking me. Really? And just like, it, Yeah. And it's just, I forget, I'm not even going to say the name of the thing. And I was like, man, it's just, it's unfortunate. But yeah, that just comes with the, the territory. So, sure. You know, it's like I said, just keep plugging away, keep doing our thing. I'm happy. And it's like, they could go fuck off. Yeah. It's people that are clueless that don't have any ideas, so. Well, let's get to this week, because, I mean, we mentioned that. We, we If you want to hear the comments, we basically talk about the Rip Rogers, Randy Orton, independent wrestling comments, you know, with people, you know, a different thing. And, and you can get a lot from that episode. It's in the archives. Uh, but moving forward, man, what a fucking week, man. I, I feel like this is, <laughs> I feel like I'm, this is a failure for me, even though, like, I still can't take full accountability for it, but. My God, man, you've had, if people only knew that you said about, you are living the true independent wrestler life right now with, in terms of sh- fucking craziness that you're dealing with this week. Yeah, no, that's just something, it, you're going to have your ups and downs, and I, uh, it's been a, a good week on other accounts on things, and then uh, we, we we came into a little bit of travel difficulties from the very beginning, uh we, you know, with this triple shot, it was uh, Chattanooga to New York to Pennsylvania, and uh, where I'm currently at for for tomorrow's the tomorrow's show, where you know where I'm at right now in Harrisburg. Maybe but, I can uh, give uh, a little background to this how this came oh, up. Oh yeah, since... please let's set this all up. <clears throat> so, I obviously am uh, the old manager agent persona, and um, I've mentioned this collect on a pre- your fee to collect my fee, my my forty five percent. That's what my taxes say. <laughs> so <laughs> things get really challenging. You know, sometimes there'll be a week without a booking. Sometimes there'll be one. Sometimes there'll be three. This is a three shot week. This is a triple yeah. shot, which gets is the hardest part. This is the reason why independent wrestling can be. Is very difficult because if you have don't someone you talk that, bad about independent wrestling, Pat? <laughs> don't you dare! See what you're doing is is that you have it's either going to be someone quote an agent or manager doing it for the person or them doing it himself. But how do you break it down where you're working for three different places? Who's responsible for travel? You're going from Chattanooga to Newburgh, Newburgh, New York to I believe Harrison, Pennsylvania. Is that it? Harris, Harrisburg. Harrisburg, right, Pennsylvania. Right outside Hershey, uh, connected okay. to Hershey pretty much. Three-shot week coming in from Vegas. Now, taking into consideration all the, the, the time cha- uh, the time zones, um, you know, the flight accommodations, the, the, the hotel situation, the bookings, what they have to do with that. Now, that's a lot to handle. I, I require the- a plane all by myself also, which is not quite easily. <laughs> accommodated but only i could be on the plane personal charter <laughs> oh man uh, you're pretty easy going with with the flight dare i say people like there's you know you're you're, you're pretty considerate on uh i don't need f- the first class i have i get upgraded on sometimes like i have status a little you know with the, the different airlines but uh i've just like i had a middle seat on this one out which will because we had to rebook which we'll talk about all that last minute um and it wasn't necessarily the most comfortable. I've just learned to just kind of roll the punches on things and try to just keep a positive attitude. Don't get me wrong. I still, it's, if it was uh, the, the five days a week and it's like, it could get really frustrating really quick. But since it's spaced out a little more now, I kind of have time to recharge between flights. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's not quite as stressful as it used to be. So basically the Thursday night appearance was in Chattanooga. You fly into Chattanooga. It's Woo! actually in... 
It's in Ringgold, Georgia. So it's about, I don't know, a 20-minute yes. 20, 20 drive to the venue. And what I liked about this is in pro wrestling, independent wrestling, you don't get a whole lot of Thursday bookings. They're very rare. It might uh, have been my first one. I think outside of the tours in England, maybe. Yeah. That's oh, yeah, probably, yeah. That's right. I forgot about those. Not many people. And occasionally on a summertime, you'll get a Thursday show. Uh, but but not too often. So Tab, this, taboo Tuesday every once in a while too. <laughs> That'd be, <laughs> eh, you never know. So Wild we got Wednesday. hit. We got hit up by the promoter who, uh, you know, eh, we could say his name. I won't say anything ill will towards him just no, yet. No, no, no need for that. <laughs> not yet. We'll just, see if yeah, that okay. see if that see if that PayPal payment comes in, pal. <laughs> Nature Boy Paul Lee is. Woo! If you don't know Nature Boy Paul Lee, you can look him up on YouTube. God, and shitty woos. Mine, much, not his. Much in the like of uh, kind of like a Buddy Landell. He's basically a, uh, dare I say, an, a, an impersonation of Ric Flair. Don't uh, you dare say that. If he hears this, <laughs> you're, you're fucking dead. Although his Twitter handle is the real Nature Boy, which I found <laughs> out. He's been endorsed by Ric Flair, I believe. There is a YouTube clip online where he has Ric Flair. Endo- I wonder what Flair made for that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I would love to know that actually. That is, <laughs> just did it out of the kindness of his heart. Yeah, totally free. <laughs> oh. So Nature Boy hits me up, and mind you, every t- he reminds me a bit of. I think I we've talked about this before. I love you. Call- Can we just call him Fake Nature? Fake Nature. Fake Nature. I can't call him Nature Boy. <laughs> So Fake Nate hits me up, and I believe he has uh, my number from somebody else. But at the end of every text, he writes, woo. Uh, (laughs) He reminds me of Will Ferrell's character in uh, Eastbound and Down, the car salesman. That's 100%. That is the best way to describe him, 100%. (laughs) That's great. I forgot all about that. Yeah. He tells me about this show. Everything's good. He got the deposit in. The airfare was booked early, which we'll explain. And uh, he was a little un- he was a little upset because you're recovering from you know the shoulder thing that he he didn't get well, to work in yeah work in the old main events against you. So yeah, uh, we were supposed to he was supposed to wrestle me right he he was and at the end of it he was going to get his heat back by giving you a low blow <laughs> and uh, <laughs> can, he, setting up big, for that. He got the low blow in on la- last night still against oh, Buff Bagwell my replacement Buff Bagwell so it was. Uh, he, he, I could tell he's big on getting those low blows in. Which oh, he kicked man. out Buff's hip, Jesus. <laughs> his hip replacement. I, I, by the way, I, I just had shoulder surgery, the two stem cell procedures. I'm out for another month or two, probably hopefully only a month. I go to the doctor next week, which we'll talk about more. But my replacement for this show is a guy who's had a shoulder replacement and a hip replacement in the last year, year and a half. And oh, me and Buff God. were talking, which... It's the first time me and him have ever really. I've met him one other time. But yeah, this was our like first time ever really just shooting the shit and talking. And, and he's he's super nice and and like it was really cool to be able to talk to him. But I'm just thinking in my head, man, like I'm, he's showing me his shoulder and like the limitations of it. Meanwhile, I'm like two weeks after stem cells, my shoulder's feeling better than ever, <laughs> and I feel like the biggest piece of shit that I was like, but I I'm not cleared to wrestle yet. So yeah. But, but old Buff filled in for me and did a hell of a job. Ah, uh, Buff. Nice man. Great guy. <clears throat> awesome. Gl- gl- glad to meet him. Uh, so he was a little annoyed that, you know, he couldn't get to wrestle, wrestle you. But we worked it out. Everything was okay. Now, mind you, triple shot weekends, uh, 
you know, ten, uh, Georgia to New York to Pennsylvania. So uh, now I tell people this too. It's safer since you're a West Coast guy to fly you in the night before. He yeah. did. He did. Which send, I'm fine. Totally fine with. You know, it's it's just kind of an easy thing. Um, he sent me the information. It was a red eye flight. And when you book a red eye flight, for those that haven't done it before, you actually sometimes can see the date carry over to the next day. And it, it could be a little confusing. Yeah. But using common sense based on every red flight I've ever taken in my life or booked for you or booked for another talent, which I have for hundreds on my shows, you... I didn't notice this one detail. And the one detail was he actually booked a red eye flight for two days prior, not the night before. So fake Nate wanted the big guy in Chattanooga for an entire day, 8 a.m. the day, the day before the show, which neither of us were aware of. And which I looked at the travel on it and I just assumed it's Wednesday night. Cause that's why you take a red eye yeah. to get in. You don't take a red eye two days before to get in the morning bef- day before the show. I mean, I, you know, I love Tennessee, but I, you know, I have quite a bit going on at home. I'm uh, I'm not trying to spend a day in, in, in Chattanooga when uh, I could be at home in Vegas. So so I woke up that morning to a text. Hey, did, did Ryback miss his flight? Is, uh, or I'm on the way to the airport right now. I'm like, what are you talking about? The flight is tonight. And then I looked. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Did he so, have the woo after that message? I think it comes automatically. Just says oh, okay. Woo. I thought if he was a little mad, it might not have come on that one. So, uh, no woos on, on this one. It was it was very concerning for me because I was, I was like, oh, fuck. Because I actually didn't know. I'm like, maybe you caught it. Maybe you are on the flight. But I'm oh. like, I, I'm like, I'm pretty sure. I'm like, I, I saw a Snapchat. I think he was in his jacuzzi last night. I don't think he was on the flight. <laughs> <laughs> I was eating bacon and eggs when you messaged me <laughs> with my dogs. <laughs> So did, did you know your flight was last night? No, it's tonight. It's Wednesday. I looked at the thing. No, it's it was last night. Why the fuck would the guy fly me in two days before the show? And also from uh, booking these, for those that don't know, if you miss your outgoing flight, your second flight or return flight is going to be canceled. So I was panicking with that. And I, I said, he missed, you know, he's not there. Why did you do this? Uh, I go, but you know what? Whatever. I will, I'm like, this is my fault. I'm like, I will book a new flight. So I booked a flight for that night, appropriate. And I asked him, I said, hey, man, just to make sure that second flight where he goes to his second booking, that's exactly the same. Yes, it's completely fine. I booked them separately. I went, that's very smart. Yep. Thank you for that. Fast forward, you do the events. I don't know if there's anything you want to take from uh, from the old Ringgold, Georgia appearance. No, it was a great show. I actually, I had a lot of fun. Um, got to meet a lot of the fans who they had a really good turnout and uh, got to see, I got like saw Johnny Swinger. I hadn't seen him in quite a long time who I start. He was in deep South wrestling. Deep South. Me. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it, so it was cool to see him and catch up a little bit. And uh, I'm trying to think if there was uh, Tracy Smothers, who I actually had seen when I was released back when I was in developmental and did a couple shots in Tennessee I remember meeting him down there, and he, I hadn't seen him since. Let's and, just uh, let, let's just remind people that you did independent bookings because because a lot of people listening they they don't listen to the first couple episodes. We get a lot of bigger crowd now that you did independent gigs upon your first release with WWE. You had some yeah, indie cred. It didn't last long though. <laughs> the, the the Gorilla Man or Silverback uh, had a few appearances, but then at the time I had the old big Nissan Titan and. Uh, 
lot of gas. I was like, a lot, a lot of gas, and uh, gas. That's when gas was really expensive. Uh, yeah, that we had that brief run in Louisville. It was really bad, but um, I'll never forget. It was uh, that. It was like the reality hitting me really hard because it was like for going down because it was just developmental. So you know, you don't have any, you don't have the value you have from when you're on TV. Yeah. essentially. So it might have been. I don't know if it was for for a hundred bucks mm-hmm. or 125 bucks for a couple of the shots in Tennessee and uh, to go down there. And, and I remember stopping and getting like a couple subs from Subway and gas. And then I brought, had like the little Polaroid camera to do pictures and everything and at the gimmick <laughs> table. And I, I remember when I got back, I was like negative, like $35 there you <laughs> from go. the entire, I was like, Oh yeah. I go, man, this isn't uh, going to pay the bills. <laughs> I got to go get a job. And uh, and that's when I kind of fell into a rut where I started. You talked about it, obviously, in past. The archives mm-hmm. early on, the, the origin of uh, the origins of this entire thing. But uh, where I went into the little bit of a depression and hit rock bottom, so to speak. And then dug my, my way out of the trenches, climbed my way out of the trenches, I should say. But it was... Um, yeah, it was a cool experience, but it was. Uh, I realized really early on, like, yep, I'm going to have to uh, absolutely. At that point in time, coming from all I knew was from the developmental system. And, and I, it was, I, I, I tried to do it all of myself, too. And I was getting people canceled. I remember I had a lot of bookings. Yeah. I was doing it myself. And then they all just started canceling. And I kind of experienced that, where it was like nothing was really reliable at that point in time for me. Sure. And it was, uh, and I didn't know anyone to have that handle that for me at the time, or I wasn't savvy enough to, I was just kind of, so kind of, I think shell shocked literally over the entire thing. It just, I, time was the only thing that was going to get me out of that. So. Mm-hmm. And I think that still happens to a lot of guys from that will leave that just go to developmental, even NXT now, where they'll leave there. And then they, they kind of massively, even a lot of WWE people, if you're not put in the right position, they leave and they're like, oh my God, this is what independence were all about. Unless you know how to navigate through, man, yeah. it, could, it could, it could be, this it way it's, been, it's been a pleasure now. I love it now, but it's, it was a whole other experience at that time. And I was just in a whole different place mentally. And I was a lot younger and, um, it was a great learning experience. So. Sure. So we had that, uh, you know, you saw, and Tracy Smothers will be on my June 10th show at WrestleProOnline.com. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's so, awesome. You get through the events, everything goes f- just fine, and the next morning, uh, which was this morning, uh, I woke up to you, and normally, I don't have to, I just hear from you late in the day, like, oh, I'm on my way to the show, or what time do I got to be there, or whatever, and you're like, yeah. hey, what's the deal with my flight? I'm like, what do you mean? I looked, I, first I look at it, I wake up, I scroll through. Because you and sent then, me the itinerary, pretty much for the entire, of the breakdown of it, this flight, this flight, and I, I just go down, okay, this day. Airport, 9.30 a.m. flight. American flight I came in, mm-hmm. 9.30 to 10.40 to Newark, straight direct. Easy day, easy travel day. Up at 7 a.m. I slept. I had trouble. I t- unfortunately took my wake-up unlimited energy. <laughs> I got so just to back, backtrack real quick. Sure, sure, sure. I got in on the red eye. I ended up having a middle seat on the red eye all the way in from to Charlotte. Oh, uh, boy. Then connecting. And it was like it's like a little under a four-hour flight. And middle seats, are, I could do window or aisle. I prefer aisle. Um, window, I could make work because I could kind of turn a little bit and get the shoulder space. Middle, I'm fucked. And it's just uh, the guy to the left of me was a, a bigger guy, and the woman was a bigger woman. 
And so it was just skin on skin, body heat just increasing Uh, by the minute. Like I could feel the other guy's sweat on my arm, and I'm sure I'm sweating on him. uh, I feel the ladies' arms sweating on me. It's just body heat all around, and I give off a lot of heat as it is. And it's just like I have the air blasting on me, but it's not helping. And uh, I got maybe like two and a half hours, maybe a tad more, but it okay. was broken up. And uh, so I got in dead exhausted, and I, which I got into the hotel in Chattanooga. And I was, because I was planning on coming in, sleeping for a couple hours and getting up and go work out and do my rehab stuff. I was just so exhausted. I slept till like three o'clock, woke up, took a scoop of my pre-workout and like did a little stretching and everything in the hotel room. But I took it too late in the day. I mm-hmm. was wired. I stayed up for four hours last night just trying to, like, lie. maybe you told me you took it before. Too oh, late sure. in the day. It's like I have to take it usually morning or early afternoon, and I'm it's golden. Wow. But I just I took it too late, and I took it on an empty stomach, which hits if you have the wake-up unlimited energy, and you take that on an empty stomach, it hits you. It lasts for a long, long time. I don't know sure. what it is, but with food, it kind of helps control the the tempo of it. But without it... It hits you hard early on, but it just stays. And, uh, yeah, didn't sleep well. So I was uh, at the airport this morning, and I was already a little flustered when I go to check in. And uh, we don't have any uh, direct flights to Newark from American. I go, oh, okay. (laughs) And then they sent me over to the United counter, in which I stood there for 15 minutes with nobody there. Mm. And I'm just watching time go by, and I'm like, I need to check in for this 9.30 a.m. direct flight to Newark. They go get a lady in the back. She goes, we don't check people in within four hours until four hours of the flight. Uh, and I go, there's not a 930 to Newark. She goes, no, check with Delta. So I go to Delta. No, you're not booked with us. And then just, what the fuck do I do? I messaged you. Like, <laughs> I just confused and baffled. Like, what is going on? So I read so, the messages and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. I, I read and I notice a discrepancy between the first, because I pieced together the itinerary and that the first flight that was given was sent with the second flight. So I assume it's booked, it's safe, that's the travel. Now, mind you, there was the second flight that he sent me was incorrect. And it left an hour earlier than, or hour and a half or something earlier than what I was told. And this is entirely on the promoter. Uh, And you're in Chattanooga, so there's no way... You know, we debated all options for those that think that, you know, we were looking, okay, drive to Atlanta, fly to Atlanta. Now, mind you, it's also Memorial Day weekend, so it's a big holiday weekend. All the flights are booked up, and you're like... That was the big problem. I'm literally checking. There was a 240-something out of Chattanooga direct to to Newark, which would have been the best option, just simplicity-wise, even though it's, it's in the morning, and I would have had to wait four or five hours, but that... That was the the best option outside of that, and that flight was booked. And yeah. then they were looking for connections for me. As at the airport, an hour and a half this morning, we're going back and forth. What do we do? You're trying. I'm looking. Mm-hmm. Then let's let's look at okay. What if I get a car and drive to Atlanta? And then we look at no, they're all sold out. Then Birmingham, no, there's nothing to Birmingham. Everything was getting in too late to miss the meet and greet at the show. Yeah, which so it's like, well, what do I do? What do I do? And because I and I told you I go this is bad I go I don't want to miss a show because just I know how people yeah are. you kind of knew like a lot of times we can make the most out of bad situations you're like there's no way this is happening I'm like yeah because I I looked at the drive the drive was over 13 hours and that's not counting getting gas you're looking at a 14 hour drive on that long of a trip sure. at least 
it, and that was getting me in too late, mm-hmm. like well past when the show would be done. So I'm looking, and then there's just no flights, and I go, well, if I just get in the car and just start driving, Harrisburg's the same direction. At least I'm on the road and moving rather than just sitting in an airport. Yeah. Because it's like, I can't chance, it was super tight. If we get to Atlanta, everything's, Atlanta's beyond fucking busy. Mm-hmm. And there's no, like, it's just nothing to Memorial Day weekend. It was bad. And I knew it from the start. But, I, and I was I was angry because I was tired too. And I was just like, I'm just going to get in the road. I just got to get in the car and fucking start driving. I got to do something. I can't just sit here and like, and then I ended up driving 10 hours and change today all the way to Harrisburg in which I even, I wanted to drive to the show to Newburgh because I felt bad, but it's like, I can't get there in time. So it's no. like, it's, and it, you know, I go, you, you contacted big Mike with Northeast wrestling. And, and again, I'll apologize here to everyone that attended Northeast wrestling this past weekend that I, you know, due to the circumstances with the travel that were outside of, of my control and your control, that, that it was not possible. And these things happen occasionally, even though I've been pretty good throughout my career of not missing shows. Yeah. And, uh, you know, issued an apology online. And like I told you earlier, like there was like some backlash from fans and people just, and I'm just like, man, you can't even. They don't understand try. anything. Yeah. They're just. I just fucking drove 10 hours to make sure I can get to this show for tomorrow and do our podcast for tonight and mm-hmm. do tomorrow's show. And it's like, what do you I, I honest and upfront about the situation and then having to read people who have followed you loyally for five years talking shit about you online and saying you don't know how to handle your own fucking travel. It's like, guys, can you be a, a, a mature human being, a grown up. Yeah. Not, you know, it's but they can't. So it's just unfortunate. And, you know, but I'll apologize once again. And unfortunately, that was outside of my control and your control. And, you know, I wish I wish fake nature would uh make the situation right because it, it's fucked up yeah and i told you it makes me look bad out of For all sure. this and that and i said that was and i didn't really thing. know what you meant by first but now now i see it i was like okay I, I i get it like every wrestler wants to make their bookings that cares wants to make their appearance but then after seeing looking on your retweets and going man what the fuck is wrong with people like people look for any reason i'm telling you to just hate on me or yeah. just, and it's not just me it's a lot of people but it's just like you you try to do the right thing and it's just you're never going to appease everyone and it's just the way that it is but it's just it, it just sucks cuz anybody that knows me knows the truth it's the people that don't know and they're just so misinformed and misguided and it sucks but you know that's the truth of the situation and um Unfortunately, it was outside of our control. But I even told, I, I was like, I mean, I would have drove 14 hours to make it if I could have got there in time today. Yeah, you would have. I drove 10 like, on little, no sleep, fucking falling asleep at the wheel. It's just like you can't, it's just like, fuck off. I, I'm not even, if people that know me know me, the ones that don't, I don't fuck off. And for those at Northeast Wrestling, you'll be back there on June 10th, uh, July 15th, you're there in August. You're there in that area often. And the promoter, I got to put over Mike Lombardi, was more than cooperative. He was looking for flights. Uh, You know, it was, we all tried very hard. So fake Nate, you better fucking make this right. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Woo! (laughs) All right. Oh, man. With that, why don't we go ahead and we'll, we'll take our first break of the show and we'll be right back after these messages. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. 25% off everything at feedmemore.com, including all Feed Me More nutrition 
with coupon MEMORIAL25. That's 25% off everything at FeedMeMore.com, including Feed Me More Nutrition, with coupon code MEMORIAL25. Hey everyone, in addition to being the co-host of this podcast, I'm the founder and promoter of WrestlePro. Dare I say, WrestlePro puts on the best professional wrestling live events in the country. We're also fully insured and licensed. Now, if you're listening to the show, then you clearly love professional wrestling, and I appreciate that. I also have a question for you. Would you like professional wrestling in your area, maybe in your hometown, your high school, your college, your civic center, your stadium, whatever you want? If you're a civic group, a sports team, a fire department, a police department, if you have a corporate event, a festival, any group that is looking to raise funds or put on an entertaining show, WrestlePro is your promotion. This is not your res- regular wrestling show. Just in the last year, WrestlePro has brought in incredible talent such as Terry Funk, DDP, Booker T, Ryback, Cody Rhodes, Hornswoggle, Cole Cabana, Brian Cage, Jeff Jarrett, Tommy Dreamer, The Hardy Boys, Scott Steiner, and much, much more. Even the nature boy Ric Flair has been with WrestlePro and loves it. Tell him, Nate. It's the nature boy. Woo! Ric Flair, Russell Pro, the Nature Boy, song autograph. Look as only can look. Russell Pro, be there. Woo, 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 woo. Limousine riding, jet flying. Woo! Russell Pro, woo. If you're seriously interested, Russell Pro can bring a live wrestling show to your town. A full professional wrestling card complete with talent, eight matches, sound system, lighting, the works. We design the artwork and posters. We help you sell the tickets. We push all of our events all over our social media. We believe in good repeat business. Packages and prices vary on talent requested and their availability. For more information, contact me directly at russellproonline at yahoo.com or simply check out www.russellproonline.com and you can see our past and upcoming events to get a taste of what WrestlePro is all about. I hope to hear from you soon. And we're back. So what's going on this week with, with you outside of uh, everything going on with me and all my problems? Yeah, well, I got to say your problems, I think, I, I'm not kidding you. I've, I feel like the last 36 hours have been a bit of a panic attack. Like I feel like that stress, when you, when, when, you know what it is, when you can't fix something yourself, when you leave that responsibility in the hands of someone else and they just fuck it up. I've yeah. come to realize that if you or Wade or whoever else I'm in charge of their stuff. I'm, I got to book for multiple travel dates. I got to book this shit or else it's going to fuck up. It it just, I told you everything we just learned as we go. It's, that's all we could do. It's, we lesson learned, never let fake Nate book anything ever again. (laughs) 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 Woo. But in good news, I will say, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Feed Me More Nutrition has been wait, approved. Wait, 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 wait. Drum roll, Eddie. Insert a drum roll. <laughs> drum roll. Get that drum roll, Eddie. Ladies and gentlemen, Feed Me More Nutrition has finally been approved on Amazon. Wow. Yay. Fireworks. Fireworks. Uh, happy noises. Um, <laughs> in bad news, <laughs> they've yet to send the goddamn wire transfer to charge me the $3,000. It was supposed to be to me. I got approved last Sunday after an hour and 40-minute phone call, which I couldn't take it anymore. I said, I'm not getting off this phone until I I fix this situation. Uh, And it's been already over 10 phone calls. 
I finally got an American woman on the phone because it's usually people in other countries, I feel like. that. Yeah. Either. It was finally an American woman who was sympathetic to the situation of me losing out on possibly upwards of, of $20,000, if not more, actually, with the global sales. And um, she going, Jesus Christ, you poor thing. Jesus Christ. Uh, and I go, well, yeah, I just, I just, I go, I don't understand. I go, the communication is so bad with you guys. I said, I just keep calling and calling and for the best for might be one of the best companies in the world. Perception wise, like everybody uses it. Yeah. I love it. I use it all the time, but their customer service for the sellers for me has not been a good experience. And I ended up, so the woman, uh, kept having to put me on hold for long periods of time and had to look at everything. She goes, all your documents are completely fine. I said, Mm -hmm. I know, but she explained to me so early on when, because I had the name change earlier this year. Okay. So my documents from the manufacturer, uh, had Ryan Reeves on it, but my Amazon seller account had Ryback Reeves on it. Is that what it was? So all the documents that we submitted with Ryan Reeves, they voided those out, even though they kept telling me, no, you need to change your name to match your seller account, but they red flagged me. So rather than just telling me, we're just going to keep denying you for no reason, but we're going to tell you other reasons are wrong with it, but but you're not supposed to change it because it should just match the first time. Well, no, guys, I, I legally had my name changed. This is, I could send the proper documentation. Sure. All that, that, but it's just different associate after different associate getting my paperwork and my documents. And the case history is all there, but they're not going and looking. Oh, this guy just keeps getting denied, keeps getting denied. No, we'll fix this and send it back in. No, we'll send this document in. We'll go ahead and send those FDA papers in. And then it's like I'm sending everything in over and over and over again. Every, all the, every information was all correct. And they just kept denying it. But rather than, it was voided out. It red flagged from the very first week. So rather Jesus. than just tell me that week one, like, and get a supervisor on the phone to just fix the situation. Oh no, your documents are right. You did have your name legally changed. We can, let's get this approved for you. They let it go on for six weeks until I called the lady. She finally went and got a specialist for me, which nobody else said existed the last six weeks. And they had me resubmit everything again. And they approved me because everything was correct. And then they go, well, you'll have, uh, the, you have to pay $3,000 now within uh, 24 to 48 hours. You'll have the Amazon um, support team will contact you with the wire transfer information in which I go, well, I go, I go, I would appreciate it. I go, it's been six weeks. I've yeah. lost a lot of money over this. You know, I think it's kind of fucked up. You're charging me $3,000 for this convenience. Yeah. And uh, she even agreed, which she put a note in there. And guess what? Nobody, it's now going on Friday. We're doing this podcast. I had to call them again during the show last night and and on the phone again, which they sent me an email that somebody would be getting back to me by Sunday with the payment. And, and, but they put in there to possibly void out the $3,000 for this trouble, but I don't know yet because they haven't, it's just been a hellacious experience as far as, you know, having a new business and you just want, you just want everything to go well. And now you're going to have, you know, your growing pains and, it sucks when things are out of your hands, though. It, it's like, but we're finally approved. I'm hoping by the time this comes out, the listings are back up. If not, hopefully this week. So, but again, I'll be making all those announcements on social media. It's just, I want to bang my head against the wall sometimes. And like you said, it's all these problems come around from, it's all on me now. But I got, when you own your own company and you do your own thing and we handle we handle our travel and, and this and that, it's, 
other people's fuck ups become your fuck ups. Yeah, it's not like sure. I can't be like, well, fix this guy. You know what I mean? There's nobody. It's I. Ha- I have to take control, and but it, it, a lot of it's just sitting and waiting and being patient and and just repeating yourself time and time again. But it, it everything's gonna work out for the better, and it's it's good. been a good week on that note. So, I mean, it's the same thing with uh, with the whole flight situation when when we didn't realize the red eye. I I went. You know what? That's my fault. I should have asked. I should have made it clarify. I'll take that. So how do I solve it? I book a fucking brand new flight. I eat the cost. That's on me. And then when I <laughs> the second flight, I'm like, come on, man. But I know what you mean. It, it, you know, if you fuck it, up, you just fucking man up to it. This wasn't. Yeah. You know. In all fairness, so in that flight though, I even told you like I wasn't mad at you one bit because I looked no, at the same thing. Yeah. It was Red Eyes are for the night before the show. They're never yeah. for two nights before. If they are, in, because the date. The way the date was listed, it looked like it was for a Wednesday night. It's just yeah. the way, and it's because usually the date will carry over. It's weird how that works on Red Eyes, and it just was one of those things we both overlooked it. But because it, when it nobody flies you out two days before the show, or if they do, mm-hmm. they they let you know. Look, you, here's your travel, and it will say usually Tuesday. Or, you know what I mean? But absolutely. It, it, luckily, I'm here in Harrisburg, and you know, two for three. If this was baseball, I'm in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> unfortunately unfortunately it's not baseball and i'm not at the fucking hall of fame <laughs> <laughs> speaking of baseball i went to uh i went to the old a mets game on tuesday probably like one of my only mlb appearances and uh really I felt really i felt spoiled uh so i went with hawkins and uh it's actually funny we got a uh, he knows one of the pitchers there wheeler who's like a up-and-coming guy i feel really bad i don't know anything about baseball we got yeah. to go in the duck we got to go in the batting practice into the dugout felt really fucking cool man really and then we i, I we saw s- the picture of you two on snapchat because he always posts <laughs> pictures with everybody to look cool but we sat right behind home plate like two marks just uh that actually made know. me laugh really really loud with your faces looking up at the foul ball going up <laughs> <laughs> speaking of that i i didn't catch a foul ball but a foul ball got hit to me and it landed right next to me it scared the shit out of me uh and then I got it, and everyone was booing because they wanted the foul ball. There wasn't. Wait, we were you, in got, the, you got booed for getting the foul ball. They, you could feel like everybody else, like ah, oh, like they get disappointed when they don't get one. Are so New then, York fans that fucking shitty? Yeah, I feel of like I've been to games my entire like. Who? Oh man, I felt like in that situation they were just like ah, oh, whatever. Like maybe they weren't booing; they're were just like ah. Oh. But then I saw a kid two rows ahead of me, and I'm like, hey, do you want this? And he's like, yeah. So I tossed it to him. Standing ovation. That's what I was hoping. I go as soon as I heard, <laughs> heard the, I would have grabbed the smallest, most feeble, innocent-looking child and held them up and shown the crowd that just fucking, like Lion King, ce- yeah, yeah, li- <laughs> celebrating this child ceremony with this this amazing new baseball, fuck, but secretly saying "fuck you, all you miserable fucking pricks," while I <laughs> while I smile, just holding this other person's baby as the mother and father look on and tear. Oh God, I hope he doesn't eat our child. It was. <laughs> Why is he saying "feed me more"? <laughs> it was Did great. Uh, you guys great drink? Time. Yeah, we drank heavily, man. You we have, got dude, the b- beer, right? No, uh, dude. They have they have a Tito's station in City Fields. No way! I swear to God, we got uh, th- the drink was called the Sipper, the the MLB Sipper, and it was uh, a a double Tito's. Sounds super. With with seltzer, <laughs> a splash of cranberry, and um, God, I be- I've, something else, like a little bit of something else, and and yeah, I drank I drank about uh, I stayed keto. We're 
mostly keto. I, maybe I'll explain that later on when we talk about fitness stuff. Um, but yeah, man, had a great time. So thanks for uh, for Wheeler for for uh, for hooking that up on the on the old Mets. Oh, he got you guys tickets then. Yeah, he's friends with. He apparently apparently he follows you on Snapchat too. He actually told us because we were talking about something. Really? He's like, and he's like, oh, you know, this is my buddy Pat. And like, he's like, oh, are you in WWE? I'm like, no. I'm a wrestler or something like that. He goes, yeah, he does stuff. He manages uh, Ryback too. He goes, oh yeah, I follow him on Snapchat. That's so, pretty uh, funny, actually. I was, I, we did, we both laughed at that. We're like, oh, it's a small world. Shout out to Wheeler on the Mets. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's. Uh, I always, I always appreciate when people tell me they follow me on Snapchat and they like. Everyone loves Sophie and Sunny. They're, they're the, uh, they're the, they're the stars. Yeah, yeah. I was telling Priscilla the other day, like. It would be really funny if Sonny became a huge movie star and just <laughs> wearing the little shades. He's just too cool for school, and he's the cutest fucking dog. I lo- uh, both of them are. Sophie's wild. He's he's like a little human though. He's a whole other breed of like unreal dog. Um, I was just saying like, but she's like, yeah, he doesn't listen for shit though. He's so fucking <laughs> stubborn. Unless he wants food or a walk, and then he'll baby you and be the best little dog in the world. He's uh, he's like a miserable little old grumpy man. It's hilarious. <laughs> he's, he's he's five and he looks like he's a hundred now already. Just his face, his neck is getting turkey rolls in it. And I go, quit giving him fucking human food. She feeds him left and right. I watch. I look and she's feeding him fucking yogurt. Like I go, it's fucking yogurt. Like what are you? <laughs> yeah, feeding that's him? not good. Yeah. She goes. She goes. He like. She doesn't feed him anything that's bad for him. She knows okay. like the. And but I go. It's still those calories add up in his little tiny body. They just go right to his neck. <laughs> the uh, I actually that was uh, we think we talked about it right before my groin surgery. I went to a Philadelphia Phillies game. Okay, and uh, it was a great when I was with WWE, and uh, it was awesome because all the fans started buying me the big Bud Light limes. They had huge the huge huge cans of the yeah Bud Light. Mm-hmm. Like I had so I can when I walked down, I had a couple cans of Bud Light lime. I was just planning on having, you know, two to four drinks throughout the game. But fans saw me with him and go, big guy. They started bringing me beers. I kid you not, they were between 12 and 15 cans of beer there by the (laughs) end of the. And I hadn't finished all the cans people brought me. I couldn't. I was Mm -hmm. I could not get that much beer and just. I had surgery the next morning. I'm thinking, am I supposed to get this drunk before surgery? Oh, Jesus. But uh, I was eh, it's already started. But I, I grew up playing baseball my entire life, which is probably mm-hmm. why my shoulder already with everything, with the cartilage and everything being worn out like it was, that didn't help me, I'm sure, uh, with all the weight training and wrestling. But it was, uh, it was cool to be able to watch because I kind of, when I stopped, I got hurt. I hurt my foot. Um, did I ever tell you that in baseball? I, I walked on. That was kind of the sport. I, I loved football. But baseball mm-hmm. was like the first real skill I learned as a kid, a sport. And I come from a baseball family. My uncle, Randy St. Clair, pitched in the major leagues. He was in the World Series with the Atlanta Braves. Pitched mm-hmm. for the Montreal Expos. Was, was the pitching coach for the Washington Nationals for years. Awesome. Um, Florida Marlins. And he's, he's just been around for a long time. Um, and my mom's dad, Eva St. Clair, was a catcher for the Braves. Wow. I believe when they were in Georgia. And... Uh, so it, it kind of was like, and all her brothers were played they, in the minor leagues. And so I always kind of just felt like I was supposed to be a baseball player. Just because okay. that was, you know, that was like what, my, it was just what I learned first. And uh, I always did really well at it. And um, I ended up walking on my freshman year at the Community College of Southern Nevada, mm-hmm. which 
they were ranked number 16th in the country, which a lot of people would go there to get drafted really early. So you don't. Oh, really? School. Yeah, because you know, huh. you're el- eligible to get drafted a lot earlier than going to the four-year schools, and because uh, they're two-year schools. And um, I walked on and made it. And uh, but I, I was training. I remember I went to my old high school, Palo Verde High School. Um, in Las Vegas at the time, and they had a really high fence. I was going to go run the track at night, just do conditioning stuff, and the fence was locked. And I go to jump over the fence, and I like I hit the ground. It was really really high. I just oh I'll be fine. And I remember it felt like I sprained my foot, kind of my right foot, not the foot I broke my ankle on. It was my other one. And I go fuck, oh, that kind of hurt. Anyways, I ran. I did some shit. The pain never went away. And it like just got worse and worse and worse. I ended up I fractured my foot, and I ended mm. up having to redshirt my freshman year. And then it like the foot injury, I came back too soon again, and it reaggravated. And I was like, I kind of was starting to fall out of love with baseball at that time. Okay, and I, was, I was really into weight training, and I loved wrestling, and I didn't know I was like, but it all was a blessing. But that was kind of the end of my baseball playing days. Interesting. Um, yeah, but I, I loved it, and it was. Uh, but I, I kind of when I got into wrestling. I quit watching it because it was uh, – I could watch it now and I'm fine because I, I obviously I made the decision to to not pursue it anymore. But I always kind of always wondered because I, 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 I did really enjoy playing it. It's much more fun to play than to watch. But mm-hmm. um, it was uh, – that was the end of my baseball days. Jeez. All right. I didn't know that. But I had a good time at the baseball games. The first one I, I kind of ever paid attention to. Last Saturday or even last weekend was a – Hell of a run for me. I wrestled for Tommy Dreamer's House of Hardcore on Friday night. That was a okay. great show. Good time. Um, Who'd you wrestle? It was a uh, multi-man match um, to which Dreamer's just like, hey, get your shit in. I'm like, okay. Uh, me and Bull James, uh, Rhett Titus, and Ben Ortiz, I believe. Uh, you know, just a multi-man match. We, we had some fun stuff. The next night, I had my show Wrestle Pro online. Uh, excuse me, Wrestle Pro in Rahway. Uh, <laughs> plugging it. If you want to see it, WrestleProOnline.com or go to Title Match Wrestling and watch all the footage. You can sign up there. Um, I had Cody on the show. Cody wrestled uh, Joey Janela. The whole show was great. Probably had about five hundred people, five to six hundred. Um, I don't know if you saw it. Did you? Did you? Did you see the? The crazy headline that came out with the fan. I don't know if you saw that stuff. No, I didn't know. You mentioned just something before we started this, and I said, what are you talking about? I didn't. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Cody always does a meet and greet and stuff, and, and he, he, you know, you've done it before, he's done it before. Pictures in the ring after the show are a big hit normally. You know, people yeah. want to get in that ring, take a picture. So he Feel wrestled. Feel what it's like just to stand in the wrestling ring. Yeah. With a superstar. More <laughs> so just to get in the ring. He didn't give I two shits so. in the ring, yeah. If I was a kid, I would 100% just want to get in the ring. Which is or, what, you know what? Or, or 34. Yeah, <laughs> I did it last show. I was the last match, and me and Kevin Matthews at Starland Ballroom, we we had a pretty good line, too. I was like, oh, God, if nobody gets in line, this is going to be really fucking bad. And then people started to line up. I'm like, yes, thank God. The way, if nobody lines up, all that you do is you get, you get the camera, you take one picture of him, he takes one picture of you, you have someone take one picture of you guys together, and you get the fuck out of there. That's all you can do, <laughs> just so you never forget that memory of nobody getting in your line. Oh, laugh man. when you're older. That would have been way you, better. Just stay busy for a brief second. What are they fucking doing? And then get the fuck out of there. Don't even look back. Just get out of the ring, fucking beeline right to the backstage. 
So we had, uh, after the show, Cody stays, he cuts a little promo, and then he's about to, normally he says what he has to say, fans go home happy, and then uh, give the the mic to the ring announcer, Dave. Uh, old Dave's Destruction has now been promoted to be, uh, he's our full-time ring announcer now at WrestlePro. So, uh, okay, congratulations, Dave Destruction. And then we'll, uh, he'll plug, you know, hey, we're doing photos in the ring, just to, you know, helps with the bills, helps with everything. While Cody's cutting his promo, a fan who clearly might be, I think, was intoxicated. Uh, just get it, walk- get him up. What would a fan be doing drunk at a wrestling show? Well, it's a little weird if because we don't serve beer at this one venue. You know, some yeah. of them we do in our Brooklyn venue and stuff like that. But he seems pretty hammered. So he heckles Cody. And Cody did a couple crazy things in his match. He had There was thumbtacks involved. There was all sorts of stuff. And he goes, hey, Cody, how much to slam me on the tax? So then I'm I'm watching. I'm like, oh, this guy, whatever. Um, and Cody, instead of just kind of playing it off, Cody thinks in his head, like, how am I going to respond to that? And he goes, you know what? I'll do it. I'll slam you on the tax. And uh, I'll do That's it That's kind of only- risky, though, isn't it? So, and I go, what? I'm like, wait a minute. What the fuck's happening here? And Cody goes, you know what? I'll slam you on the tax if all the money from the post-show photos in the ring goes to charity. And he goes, also, you got to, he's like, you have to, you will not sue WrestlePro. The guy's like, I won't sue. I won't sue anybody. So then I'm like, the Cody asks the crowd, what charity? And someone yells out, St. Jude. And he's like, all right. He's like, if WrestlePro's okay with it, you know, and then not only that, I will match the amounts. And I was like, I'm fine with this. Secretly, he just takes the money backstage and leaves. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm like. I'm like, one, this is a Ernie, old Ernie gesture. McCracken. That's the old trick of Ernie McCracken right there. Old, yeah, that's every independent. Every Okay, people listening. If you see an independent wrestling thing where it's like proceeds go to, question that promotion. Or it's like, this show is for that. Wrestling's tough. Really question these donations to see where they're going. But Hey, I think t- tomorrow's show's for the Feed Me More Food Drive. Which I don't oh. know, which I have never heard of, so I assume that's me. <laughs> a Ryback's charity. charity. <laughs> it's to Sophie and Sonny. <laughs> Feed their little fat asses. <laughs> I'm kidding, so, guys. We joke a lot on this show. Fuck. <laughs> so Cody does that, right? The guy walks to the ring, and he, he says again, you will not sue WrestlePro. He's like, I won't sue WrestlePro. I won't sue you. Um. I give him the thumbs up. I'm like, wonder I how guess well I'll... that holds up in court, right? Well, at least it's on video. We'll see. Yeah. Cody picks the guy up, fucking body slams him. You know, uh, the best he can with a guy being, you know, never how took big a body was slam. The guy? I'm gonna guess in the hundred seventy five, hundred eighty five pound, shorter, shorter man. I believe he was shorter than Cody. Uh, he's probably like five eight, five seven. Sloppy I don't know. Tub no, he seemed like he's just a normal okay. dude. Normal dude drinking, having a good time, I feel like. All right. So uh, he takes the body slam, and and he completely no-sells it. So he must be uh, have some training. He got up and... Uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, kidding. He, well, he did get up. And I, that's the one thing me and Cody said later. I like, love him. He's a fully trained wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> he's been doing this for 15 yeah. years. <laughs> uh. Fuck, he takes lie, the body. Lie, lie to the night. That was great. <laughs> he, t- he takes the body slam. You know, very up. rarely do I just loot. That was good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
What's your goal? Uh, Sorry. He takes the body slam, gets up, no sells it. And, uh, and I can see a look on Cody's face like, man, this guy should have fucking sold. Um, and everyone claps. Here, sell this shit. Just as he's slamming him. <laughs> sell this, you fat tub of shit. We do the photos. Uh, we get the money. Um, you know, Cody hands it to me and he goes, how much is there? And then later that night, Cody PayPal'd me the same amount because he said he'd match it. And we put in a, put in a heck of a donation into the scene. We put it up online, pictures of it, went right to St. Jude's uh, Children's Hospital. And uh, There wasn't what, a note on the bottom that said, please send this all back to me in 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't see the old cancellation w- winky, after. Wink, wink, we winky face. <laughs> <laughs> What a gimmick. I'm going to start doing that at every show. Photos with the big guy. All proceeds go to your favorite charity. Make up something and then it just secretly winky face on the PayPal every time. Back in 48 hours, (laughs) winky face. (laughs) Just the arrows over the cancel transaction button. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Ryback filed 48 disputes this past year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But that was... uh, we did something nice there. And Cody's like, what? Cody's like, I don't know what came over me. I'm like, I don't know either, man. I thought I was going to get sued, but we're okay. We made, we made the true. most out of the moment. I was going to say, true false, Cody great. followed up after the... Cody followed up after the no-selling body slam with five other moves. <laughs> no. Cody's... <laughs> Cody's, I think, more on the old side of uh, selling stuff, I think. But he is... No, he is, know. absolutely. I know he is, 100%. Yeah. Most guys are, so... It was it was a nice night. It was a great moment. A lot of publicity for old WrestlePro, and you can get that at Title Match Wrestling, who supplies all the footage for us. But that was... Uh, so that was the weekend. Um, and I'll transition here. Uh, I'm healthy again, and I got to put over the keto diet. I don't know if we want to go in this direction, but... Um, I'm for up for anything. I was really blown away because, like, as I mentioned, I've had my health issues. I had the old staph infection. I had cholesterol that could fucking that I shouldn't have had. That was out of yeah. range, and uh, I had my blood work done on Tuesday. To which my doctor called me the following day and was going over my numbers with me. And within a matter of a month, I restored my healthy cholesterol, which was dangerously low at seventeen. The normal number is forty. It's now at 62, and my uh, my bad cholesterol, even though they're, they even, they're like, oh, we want to get this a little bit lower, dropped 50 points. Um, all And I take that all, you know, I'm working out the same way, same amount of cardio, same amount of weightlifting, but all because of the diet. So if you want proof that the keto diet could drop your cholesterol, proof right there. I was really thrilled that, uh, that I'm a healthy man. Yeah, you... Um- you messaged me that, and uh, we talked about that. I told you about that maybe three or four weeks ago, that the keto diet has actually been shown to improve cholesterol. It's a weird thing that even though you're eating more fats, and obviously everyone's fat intake is different, and you want you want to try to keep your fat. Like I do a lot of coconut oil and stuff too, mm-hmm. but I get a lot of animal fats too as well, and uh, but when you don't when you do the fats without carbs, it just somehow has a different effect on your body because a lot of people thought like high fat equaled high cholesterol. It's not the not the case necessarily. No, and obviously you should always consult with a, your your physician before you you make any you know dietary changes. But the keto diet has a lot of positive benefits. I just know I function 
very, very well now, now that I'm used to it, where I told you that first like month I was dead tired. Yeah, it sucks. And when your your body has to learn how to use fat for energy. And I feel like like it's um once you make that switch and it like carb days I even notice like on my carb days now, I don't go crazy like I would I would think I would. It's mm-hmm. like I could have just one carb meal and be completely satisfied. And uh where at first when I had those carb days I had to have carbs all day long or just okay. or it's where it's now I could do one meal or one really big meal or or a meal followed by a smaller meal. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I, I don't feel like I really want any more. But it's cool. I some you got to sometimes have more. It's just good to replenish your glycogen stores on those days. But you'll find after you get into going to ketosis, you go back into it quicker after your carb days, where it takes a while to go into it initially. Once you kind of yeah. hit it, it just stays. And unless you just started doing carb day after carb day all the time, but it's um. I'm looking forward to seeing what I can look like on this now that I just started working out two days ago, which I, it sucks today. I had to drive all day. I told you I had to stop. I was falling asleep at the wheel and, uh, I had to get out at a seven 11 and gas up. And, um, and by gas up, I mean, shoot up a steroid. (laughs) (laughs) I got a four hour ride. Yeah. I got a fucking run. That's by the way, I, I saw a comment on them, which we'll talk about more. Uh, with gender and stuff here, but uh, where a fan, we've talked about, like I said on the podcast, we talk about everything very honestly here. Everything yes. is, is my truth, and I'm very upfront and honest with our with my listeners, and I give you everything from my perspective. Does it make it 100% that you know how someone else sees it? Maybe not, but from no. from my as shoes and, Conrad, and from a lot of as, others, as our buddy Conrad Thompson says, you you have no filter. You say it like it is. So. Yeah, and I feel like that's the best way to be, and I don't live in fear, and I think that's the greatest way to live your life. The but but some people still they they take things and they they fuck it up, and we talked about I did steroids in my early twenties for a few years. The majority of professional wrestlers have done steroids. Not saying today's, but throughout the history of wrestling, and in all in all sports, guys they exist. And Absolutely. For my entire WWE run, they were not a thing outside of being on TRT, testosterone replacement therapy, which is not being on steroids and abusing steroids. It's being medically supervised to have normal testosterone levels. Mm-hmm. But there, there was a fan that had, um, you know, had made a comment about gender and saying it's all right because Ryback admitted to being on steroids for his entire WWE run, and it's just amazing how people. You give them the truth on a th- of something, and, and you're very honest and upfront and with it, and they, they're they not intelligent enough to understand that. And they, they, you have people out there. It sucks because with social media and, and the outreach that, that different people can have, the reach different people can have, they can spew out her bullshit, and it just sucks. But um, that, that caught my attention this week. I'm like, Jesus Christ, fucking blocked, you stupid fucking loser. I think it's really awesome that gender is now – Someone said it to me, uh, I think it's the best way to put it, that gender being champion is the reason why someone can still have faith in pro wrestling or that that when stuff like that happens, that's what makes wrestling awesome. And I, I kind of agree that the fact that someone refreshing is, is champion, I, I think it's a incredible, it's great. I don't know. Yeah, don't know no, congratulations to Jinder Mahal. And that's the other thing, that, again, with people take a – 
we may I make a comment on the podcast how many ever weeks ago, months ago, before they ever did it, were doing anything with him. I think it was the week or two before they started that whole thing with him. Okay. And I where we made a reference, I made a reference to the gyno where you don't get that from drinking protein shakes because he never had it before. But yeah. never once said Jinder Mahal is taking steroids. Never once said it. But then that that was the headlines. Ryback accuses Jinder Mahal of steroids and People, that's it sucks because people read that they don't listen to the podcast and hear no. things. And I've always liked gender. Gender and me have always got along in everything. But people take their little thing and put their spin on it and put words that they want to put in the headlines to to get people to click on it. It just fucking sucks. But uh, congratulations to him. And uh, whatever the reasons WWE did it, it doesn't matter. He's just to see um, somebody that was used in that fashion, get an opportunity to, to work at the higher level. He's going to, mm-hmm. people can, I watched his match with Randy Orton um, from backlash. That was one of the matches that I watched. I wanted to see how he performed and it, he will get, he will get better being used in that role. The longer he's mm-hmm. in it, because sure. it takes, you have to understand people, a lot of guys up there, anybody up there, anybody absolutely outside of maybe one or two people, can can go in there and work really long main event matches if they're given the opportunity. Absolutely. Um, but most guys aren't given that opportunity all the time. And guys are put in, and, and I told you from personal experience where you'd go out and do 20, 25 minutes on live events regularly for years, 15, 20, 25 minutes. And then, you know, you're, you're regularly doing three, four, five, six minutes on TV. Mm-hmm. That's just the way. And there's a lot of guys that even fall in and guys like Heath Slater before he was in the tag team and, Curtis Axel and, and, and Bo Rotundo and it just where they're used in Bo Dallas, sorry, um, in roles where they don't get to go out and showcase their talents. Um, and they kind of, and you get in a rut because that's where you work and you end up five days a week having to do three minute matches or comedy matches. And you, you lose that, that, that repetition of doing longer matches that sometimes maybe in developmental that you did or on the independence that you did. And so gender, he's now being put in a role that he wasn't in for quite a long time. I'm sure on the independence, he's had longer matches and whatnot. So people have to give him time to get reaccustomed to that because he's been accustomed to doing shorter matches yeah, and not being in that. You know what I mean? So I think he's going to do nothing but improve and get better. And, and it's, I'm happy for him. I think you've said this before that nobody, you know, I've heard this before that nobody's ready for the main event until you're just putting them. So you're putting and, it. Yeah. yeah. You just got to be putting it. And then you just, you learn as you go. And it's like if he fucks up, they'll if they like, he'll fuck up, but he'll fix it. And it's not mm-hmm. they have their purpose for what they're doing with it, and it's it's cool. It, but it gives uh the the guys at the bottom of the card hope that hope yeah that um that maybe one day they'll have an opportunity similar to that, and whether they will or they won't, you know, you think it, it's, it's fa- about time. You think it's false hope? Or you think that more opportunity would come of this or no? Do you think that they'll actually? I think. Uh, one th- I think. I think if this is a huge success, absolutely. I think it. My, I think they'll. 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 they'll I, I think it all depends on how this goes. Well, here's my question. Obviously, like there is a big. There's going to be a big, obviously, discrepancy, pay gap, whatever you can say between someone like Jinder who just got this new position, and a Randy Orton. Now, I really wonder if you sit back and you look at the way I don't know live events roll out. Even though obviously he's going to have someone to work with. Or the way ratings, you know, if they stay around the same margin, if they go up, if they go down. But if I'm gonna, I'm willing to believe that SmackDown ratings and Raw, no matter who they put in what situation, probably are gonna stay around the same thing. 
is that yeah. going to be a realization for WWE to think like, man, we've been relying on people that we have been putting in the circle or been relying on, say, part-timers or relying on, you know, the ones that we are the chosen people. Do we really need to do that anymore? I don't know. Do you think that that's going to kind of, I don't know if someone like a, like a gender would ever wake things up like, you know what, we don't have to adhere to the people we just choose to put in these spots. We can actually make more new people or does it just go down? No, they prefer to have who they want to put in those positions. I don't know if that makes any sense. I, I don't a hundred percent follow that. Um, so what you're saying, what are you, what are you saying right here? Just so I can understand this to give a better <clears throat> I'm answer. I'm saying when they, when they have like a brand split, you know, yeah. if you were to consider the top stars of SmackDown in the company's eyes, they would probably say Randy Orton, um, you know, and they would probably say AJ Styles is beneath that, but they would probably say yeah. Orton is the top guy of SmackDown. Money guy as far as top money probably getting paid. So say hypothetically, if Randy takes, you know, I'm not saying he's taking Cena, time off. He's seen the top two. Absolutely. If Jinder works a program next with someone else and the ratings are the same thing and say, you know, it's, it's hard to kind of study how the trend's going to go or, or what the, you know, but, but I'm, I'm trying to say is, do you think that they would ever take more opportunity or more chances on people? Oh God, I can't find the wording for it. I'm just trying to say, say that if ratings improved while gender was working as champion, would that, would that allow them to, to look at this and go, wow, maybe we need to start making more new guys. Like pretty much. Week. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if the I, live I, events draw the same with gender on top working whomever, I mean, it's hard to say if he's still in the program with Orton, but if he works next with God, who's an up and coming baby face, I don't know. Uh, SmackDown Gosh. is really limited on some of that, so it's, it it really is. I, yeah. I I don't even know if I if he, it, it's it's a, I'm very happy for a lot of the guys, but a lot of the guys that are being used in better positions now are guys that they had used horribly for years, and it yeah. sucks because it takes a long time. And that's the other thing with the gender; it's going to take a long time to reverse all that. It doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's a process, and I, the longer he's in this role, the 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 better things will be for him of erasing the old image, but it's still, it's just too early on to, I think to, but they have their, their reasons and everything that they're doing. So it, regardless of why they chose him, it doesn't matter. Like it's, it's good to see a guy that was used like that for the majority of his career, get an opportunity. Um, and they'll make, like I told you, they'll keep that going as long as they want to keep that going. Yeah. If they can allow them to make more money in India. That's what they're doing is from a business decision. Then like, they will make that work one way or the other. But I just think I think the longer he's in that role, the better it's going to be for him. I think so too. And too, if he gets you know enough heat from that from that position in in the role that he's used, eventually when the, that babyface comes along that takes that title from him, it will uh, it'll be a cool little moment if he if he gets enough you know time out of it. So yeah, absolutely. All right. Oh, we did, let's move on. You want to move on to reviews? I didn't get that in yet. Yeah, let's go ahead and do some reviews this week. Reviews of the week. All right, so let me pull this up on the old screen. So we have our logo changed. Here we go. Um, five-star podcast and customer service from Steven Solis. I've been listening to the podcast since the very beginning. And have you guys and have you guys have provided me with hours of entertainment at work? Recently, I had an 
I ordered some pre-workout from feedmemore.com and there was an issue with my order being sent to the archives. I messaged the big guy about my situation and I have to say I was pleasantly surprised with how fast he responded to fix the situation. Ryback provided awesome customer service and was really great at making sure his customers get their products on time. Besides being an awesome podcaster, he is a great customer service provider. Thank you for reading my email and I hope I hear it on this week's podcast. Man, that guy really loves you. No, I remember that. I remember him. That was uh, I. I got the emails directly come to my phone, so I, I get the alert when they go off. I check every single one. I have to. I try to get back there. I get some ridiculous ones on the, uh, which had a lot of hate from India this past week. Oh um, boy, which I get really upset when they send it to my business email, where they <sighs> like take the time and like, and it's just it's usually younger kids that are just misinformed. So. Um, but yeah, no, no, you're welcome, Stephen. And I, I, I try to answer questions when I sometimes get some things from people that are just I can't I can't give a reply to, and whatnot. But but anything you know, business related, and, and when if something is is wrong on the, on the, from the cu- customer service point of view, like I got to make sure that that is taken care of. So, uh, just doing my job. All right. Next one's from Ken Cool Guy. I really enjoy the podcast. It's very different from most wrestling podcasts I listen to. I enjoy Pat's perspective on the business from the roles of being a trainer, performer, promoter. Uh, until I started listening to the podcast, I've never heard of WrestlePro. Does it come to the Detroit area? No, sorry, we do not. I would love to attend a show this year. I like Ryback's unattended humor of past WWE stories. Uh, most of his indie matches I do not see on YouTube often. Hopefully, it would be cool to see the big guy on TV again wrestling. But from a wrestling podcast perspective, it probably well. But from listening to the podcast, it probably won't happen. Overall, great podcast. What's that supposed to mean? I don't know. I that, guess it sounds by me just having fun and talking honestly. And I think people there's such a misconception that people like I don't hate WWE by any means. Mm-hmm. And if one day I choose I want to go back and want to have a phone call and talk to them, I will. But like, God, just having a podcast doesn't ban me. I would laugh if I was banned from there, though. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> but I'm not. I don't. Last I heard, last I heard, my stuff is still up in the mail room. They got the feed me more face in the old WWE mail room. So I go by that. That and when the sub- WWE subscription network gets canceled, then I'll be <laughs> okay. They're done with me. It's serious then. Yeah. <laughs> God, fucking 35-year-old man. I'm not afraid. Like, God, sorry I'm not a child and walking on eggshells. I apologize. And I think that's the worst thing with wrestling is that, and it's because there's only one major, major, major company, but there's just no freedom for the guys to act the way they want to act, and that's just the way it is. Last review, Podcast Tag Team Champions from WFA Fidesz Productions. I've been listening to Pat Buck for years and enjoy his thoughts and opinions in independent wrestling. Ryback and Pat Buck were the podcast champions of the world. Yes, we're putting ourselves over. These are just the reviews that come in. We do this every week, so shut up, fans. Great chemistry, and every episode makes me laugh. The big guy's court needs to be on every episode. Uh, best part, uh, if you're in the Northeast, go to a WrestlePro show. Thanks to Ryback, I have a new reason to use shave butter. Keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, uh, that one got that me. I didn't read that one. one. That's good. Any more? Is that it? That's all I found for that. We did have a lot, and I apologize to everyone that's in England and Australia. 
We don't get to see your reviews. Please keep leaving them. Uh, there's a, a person on Instagram that's been sending me a couple, and I'll start getting into those. Maybe we'll start next week. So well, if you're London's in the UK, one of our biggest market. So like, how is. do we get the? How do you get those where you can see those? Um, we're gonna have to have them sent to us because we have about we have about like two fifty in the in the states reviews, and there's about fifty in the UK that we've never seen, we've never read before. I'm gonna so. have to pick a UK review eventually and just send some stuff out there because otherwise, <laughs> I they're gonna I, I can't I can't have that on my show, Pat. Why don't you wait until the Amazon the, thing? It, along with your Amazon review, if you could send forty five dollars for shipping, <laughs> I'll make sure. I... <laughs> I'm kidding. It's actually much more than that. Uh, shipping is ridiculous overseas. That's why I'm glad to get everything on Amazon again and get the global shipping uh, with Amazon, Amazon Prime in Europe and Canada and Mexico and Japan. And it will make it will make things so much easier um, with me. But I'm going to go ahead and go with this is a tough one. Uh, Stephen Solis, I like the first one a lot because he talks about the customer service and everything, and that it's it's a very real thing. Um, but I would like to give somebody another option. He's tried the supplements, and I know he knows how good they are. Uh, so I'm going to go with number three tonight. If you could repeat his name, please. WVA Fidesz Productions. So that's the name on... If you, if you could go ahead and email the big guy at feedmemore.com with a screenshot of your name and your review and your supplement of choice along with your home address or where you would like a supplement of your choice from Feed Me More Nutrition and a free... Feed Me More Nutrition Shaker Bottle, and I'll get that out to you shortly. Thank you very much, everybody, for your reviews. All right. You know what I forgot to mention? Uh, what? Which this, you'll pop for this. When we, Speaking of gender stuff, did I ever tell you when Ryback was undefeated, Jinder Mahal technically got the first victory over, over me on a live event, which wasn't uh, televised, or nor was it actually a true victory. It was... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the match was ruled a no contest. But okay. He, it was during our program uh, that we had very early on in both our careers in WWE. And we were working a live event in which Jinder, I think, dropped, I don't know if he dropped like an elbow or like going like, like kind of one of those Austin like forearms, but he came down and he nailed me with his elbow right at the, like just the top of the head. Okay. And it was just one of those things, right amount of force, right spot. And it busted me completely open, and in which I didn't know at the time, but I felt it. I was like, "Oh, that kind of felt weird," and uh, <laughs> I sold it all around the ring for about three minutes, really selling that forearm uh, as I do every move that's given to me. Um, and until the referee <laughs> came over to me and said, uh, "You're bleeding profusely," in which I like can then feel the blood just coming down my face. Um, I didn't sell it for three minutes. I popped up immediately, you guys, and also went fucking right back. Um, <laughs> the uh, just a huge gash in the top of my head and uh, I, I tried to get the referee to let us finish the match he backed me up and we got me to the corner and he like tried to like get it to stop and it's just pouring pouring just blood type in bl- bloody Ryback on, on, on Google or on I'm, on, I'm, on I'm trying to find this picture I'm t- I, tell me what you just Not bloody Ryback it should be a picture of my face. You'll just see up close with blood pouring down. Uh, see, I know see. it exists. I've seen it on there many times. But anyways, Bloody. any luck? No, nothing. Go ahead. Keep going. 
It's on there. Just search images of Ryback, nude Ryback or something. I'm sure it'll <laughs> pop up. Nude Ryback. <laughs> <There's>... <laughs> and uh, so the referee, though, he goes, I got I to gotta throw the match out. And I, he rings the bell. And you know, the, this match has been ruled a no contest. But the, the, the running joke with me and Jinder was that Jinder defeated Ryback by blood stoppage. If this was under <laughs> UFC rules, that I technically would have lost. He, uh, and uh, it always made me laugh. But uh, yeah, Jinder Mahal beat me before CM Punk. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, there it is. Okay, I got it. Blood Ryback. Oh, Jesus Christ. Type in Blood Ryback on... on uh... Ooh. Is that what, so wait, bloody Ryback doesn't show up, but blood Ryback does. But blood Ryback does. I swear to That's God. That's the fucking phrase. All right, dude. That looks like a horror movie. Holy fuck! It was. Uh, it was pouring out. Like I. It looks I fake. T- like it's yeah. like so. Wow. I would have been a great gigger back in the day. <laughs> just, just fucking huge. Why the fuck did you cut yourself seven inches across your forehead? <laughs> I don't know. I'm dumb as fuck. That's a that's a hell of a yeah, fuck. Um, what was I gonna say? It was that during one thing that makes me laugh. I do I don't know why, but I think it's so dumb and so silly. Is when there's blood in WWE and the fucking refs put on the Mickey Mouse gloves, like yeah. as if that's gonna do something. Like it takes me so out of any. Like okay, we're gonna treat. It always this takes cut. forever to get those gloves on too. It's always awkward, and then they're just calling stuff with the fucking gloves on. It's so... I think they should just referee with the gloves on from the beginning. Just You should be prepared <laughs> for the blood at any point. I would like to see my referees with Rod Zabata, John Cone, Bonsai. I would like to see them out there with the fucking gloves on. Just fucking go... Like, why the fuck not? Just they're, do They it. really Let, care about the talent. Yeah, that's... for the worst. Those gloves I, are so fucking weird. Because it, it's like, wait, rather hold than, on. It, it always takes like a minute to get the gloves on. It, it never is a smooth. Because they see blood, they, they freak out because it instantly Vince is in the, God damn it, get the, get the fucking blood. Like he's freaking <laughs> get out. Get him on. And, like, yeah, and they're just trying to panic. They're just trying to do their job. <laughs> and, and, like, God damn it, watch out for AIDS. Like, you're just like, holy shit. Like, oh my God. Like, it's, but let's it's break fun- this down. Because if the cut happens... The referees are struggling to get the gloves on, but if the cut's not bad well, the, enough, yeah. they're not stopping the action. So no. people they are still fighting. The gloves on still, but like so they have the gloves on just in case the cut gets so bad they have to look at the cut and treat it so it doesn't get infected. But while they have it on, they're judging another person, fake beating the shit out of that person, punching them in that area, kicking, and that's okay. It just doesn't that's fucking... The time, that's the time to cheat if you're a heel in WWE. When that ref goes to get those gloves on, you fucking <laughs> kick to the dick every time. It's <laughs> just fucking one, two, three. That should be a fucking backup for every heel. Oh, my God. No, the gloves are on. And it, it, no, it's a very good thing, though. And they're, they're doing the right thing with that. It's just... It, it never goes smoothly, I feel like. It's, it, it's, it's Usually when someone bleeds, it's usually something pretty significant. Yeah, it's, you know, accidents happen out there and whatnot. So, but I feel like it's more done for, I understand why the company does it. Like not the illusion of safety, but kind of, you know, Hey, we're taking precautions in case someone's very hurt, but it's still funny to me if a ref's like, no, you know, it's, it's not that bad. You know, I don't know. I don't know the, the rules. There's some fucking wacky and they're always changing, you know, but, uh, it always amuses me when the, when those gloves come out. 
Do you think, do they carry Band-Aids on them too out there? I don't know. What's if it's like a little minor boo-boo, and they're like, oh, let me, I got to put a little Band-Aid on it. Like <laughs> Band- Neosporin. <laughs> I mean, I always have crazy glue in my bag because I've glued up myself and I've glued up people that have gotten injured on a show. I've, I've glued up many of my wrestlers. Like uh, a lot of them don't have health really? insurance. Oh, yeah, I've done that. I've probably done it at least 30 times where I've had to crazy glue. How does uh, that work with the super glue on that? Like, I mean, is that is that sanitary? Yeah, I mean, you, you disinfect it the best you can, alcohol, you know, bacitration. But if the cut, like, if it's at a point where it's not gushing blood, you just put a layer of crazy glue over it. It will harden. Falaba, uh, he he busted his eye at practice one time. Like, it was just open, like okay. like eyebrow level. And I was like, look, I can glue this or you can go get, and I don't know if he had health insurance at the time. I'm not sure if he did. Uh, cleaned it out, glued it back. A little bit of a scar, but you know that's just what uh, what just happens. I've, I've done it many times. I've done it for myself. I've done it for, um, for other almost like a fake doctor. So yeah, no shit. Oh yeah, that's incredible. I uh, I've never had to. I'm trying to think. I, I feel like I've used it on something, but not on my head. Um, I feel like I had a pretty bad cut at one point where I used it like on my hand or something, mm-hmm. and it did work. But I always wondered that just sanitary reasons, how um, effective or, you know, how bad that was for you on that. So it's good to know that, that as long as you disinfect it and it's kind of a makeshift way to, to get by. Yeah, it's kind of a poor man's stitches if you, you know. But then something, some things are better with glue, but then if something's bad enough, you got to get stitches. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I, I glued myself together in OVW and I fell in the cement. My chin was open and I, that's when I started it because I didn't have health oh, insurance shit, yeah. at the time. And uh, it worked. I had a scar, but you know, Crazy Glue gets the job done on the the old wrestling scene. The uh, speaking of just repairs, the I go into the shoulder uh, doctor next week for the stem cell, and uh, I've noticed it's been two weeks since that that last stem cell, well, two and a half weeks now, and okay. the cracking and the grinding that I was getting on a lot of no the more? movements. The what? It's gone. Or... Yeah, I'm not getting it. Like it's not. I haven't noticed it at all the last week. Wow. And uh, it, it, it's feeling really, really good. It's going to take. I uh, the cartilage has to be regrown in the shoulder joint. I have just enough supposedly, but I need to talk to the doctor next week and go over the scans and um, kind of get a timetable on how long that cartilage is going to take to totally be regrown, or if it can. But it, it's definitely regrowing in some parts because the grind. Like when I would shave the back of my head. Um, with my right arm, I would get gr- like I would the shoulder would grind because mm-hmm. it was just in the perfect position and it would be it wouldn't hurt never hurt but it's just a, it's a weird feeling feeling your 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 shoulder joint just grinding um, so I'm hoping to get some really good news with all that and uh, if, even if I have to get a second round down the road I think I should be able to return in in July no doubt um, we need you <laughs> I started weight weight training a couple weeks two days ago light super light training. I mean, I'm like 15, 20 reps, just super light, but it feels good to just be back in the gym and kind of just getting, going through a routine again. And I got to be careful. He, they told me like, until I see him and, uh, I, I don't want to do anything to cause the shoulder joint, like no overhead presses to cause it to grind. Cause I don't know if it will or not, but even if it's like repairing, you don't want it to be grinding and tearing up the new cartilage. I want, I need that to kind of, to, to get settled in. And I don't know how long that takes, so that's what I kind of got to find out this next week. Um, I just want to feel good again. 
because that's the only thing. And uh, luckily, we exist in a day and age where this stuff is uh, an option. Because I was talking, like I told you, I was talking to Buff Bagwell and like seeing him having his shoulder replaced. And he looks great still, by the way. Buff but, does, really? Yeah, yeah. And uh, hmm. But he's like, he's torn his bicep. And it's just, in, in, he was telling, he did that just shooting a guy off. It's crazy how you just get injuries on the simplest things. Yeah. And whatnot. But I was just, I was a man. I, I If I have control of not, of anything, you know, because everybody, anybody that's in the game of wrestling for any significant amount of time tends to have some sort of injuries or or another throughout their career and whatnot. But as you know, we we exist in a day and age where now with stem cells and stuff, where we can we can repair stuff without surgery. So it's um, I'm very thankful for that and whatnot. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to feeling good and getting back out there and. Um, no selling a bunch of moves with my fellow independent wrestlers. <laughs> Doesn't he realize he's a fucking independent wrestler himself? Yeah, that's why I said not all independent wrestlers. If you listen to uh, the podcast, guys. Just listen to the anyone. Hey, the people that listen, if you, you see ever, any shit yeah. like this, link them to the podcast. Do us a favor. Send us a screenshot of it. And, uh, you know, we'll, t- we'll, uh, we'll appreciate that greatly because... They're not listening Best to this. Best piece of even advice though. I can give to anyone. If anyone ever reads a headline on me, just come and listen to the podcast for that episode. That way you can actually get the full truth and not sure. just the little portion that they're trying to sell you on. But it's, um, and that's all I could say about that. All right. Why don't we wrap up this week with a few tips of the week from the big guy? Tips of the week. Yay. Sure. Lay it on me. All right, this is a book you're actually very familiar with, with Pat, that I have uh, okay. recommended to you years ago, but I don't. I believe I have not recommended it on the podcast. Was the book I stole from you and never gave it back? No, that was 48 <laughs> Laws of Power. I, I reordered it, and I've got the condensed notes on it also. Um, that book, I'm not a big fan of that book, for because it's just it teaches you how to be a shit human being, which is what a lot of people say Vince and them run the company on, is 48 yeah. Laws of Power, supposedly. Um, but it, I just don't, it's, it's good to be aware of your surroundings and, and knowing that stuff. But my book of the week is Conversation with God by Neil Donald Walsh. This is not a religious book, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so, so please don't mistake it for that. Pat, you can attest to that. You've read the book. There's actually three of them. And uh, it changed my life considerably. I, I consider it one of my all-time favorite books. If not, yeah. possibly my all-time favorite book. Even, above, know, even above The Secret. I'm right there with you. I was raised, you know, Catholic, uh, Christian man. And the whole premise of this book, if you guys want to check it out, is that a guy has questions about his mortality or, or about life, how shitty it could be and, you know, why certain things happen and why it doesn't happen. And he kind of, uh, the audiobook is actually narrated by Ed Asner and someone else, which kind of popped me. I'm an Ed Asner fan. Um, but it just answers, it puts thing in, puts things, it changed my views on, on on god completely not in a way where it's like oh holy holy let's worship him it's almost a message of i don't want to spoil the book but that uh it's very empowering it's that if you believe in a higher power almost almost in a way that this higher power wants you to be a higher power like wants you to be you know it it changed my perspective on things wants you to do what you want to do inside each and every one of us yeah so i i that which is, you know, definitely a uh, 
Next to the Secret. That's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite books. So, I remember yeah. you telling me how much you enjoyed it when I told you about that. It's I'm actually I got them. I got book one on my Audible. I'm gonna go back and actually re-listen to that one again um, mm-hmm. because I really I want to re-listen to all three again. Actually, I, I just remember outside of the Secret, this book having one of the biggest impacts on my life. Yep. And uh, there is no right or wrong. Only what you believe is really the biggest thing that I got out of that book. And um, I, I, I don't think you guys are going to be disappointed with it at all. So check that out, Conversation with God by Neil Donald Walsh. Quote of the week this week from the great Bambino, Babe Ruth. Um, every, every strike brings me closer to the next home run. And um, that's a quote. I have a few Babe Ruth quotes up on my wall at home. And uh, this one I actually don't. Uh, but, I, but this is one of the ones that I like and failure's okay. It's okay to strike out sometimes. Just keep your head in the game. You keep stepping up to the plate and, uh, Jinder Mahal, perfect example. You never know when you're going to get an opportunity to hit a home run. So, uh, that's the quote of the week. Nutrition tip, Pat, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, I'm telling you right now, you're going to thank me for this one. Okay. You're, this is, I've actually held off on telling you about this. I, I didn't get it in last week, and I knew about it, and I was like, I got to get it in this week. Um, a lot of people. This came recommended to me from Twitter by a guy. Is this better than training? Because uh, I've been training my taints since that last epi- since that one episode with uh, is that why La- Wait, is that why Lauren's <laughs> been fucking singing in the background during this podcast? <laughs> we took a break, and Lauren's singing fucking gospel music in the background. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Those old taint exercises are really paying off. <laughs> What's even better is my mom told me the other day that oh, no. uh, she was watching Sophie and Sunny, and she's, she goes, oh, I'm playing the podcast for the dogs. They feel comfortable when they hear your voice. And oh, I'm my God. Like, like, oh, Jesus Christ, thanks. I'm glad you listen. Oh, yeah. boy. Cool. Like, don't listen to my fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now, nutrition uh, tip of the week. So Danon, the yogurt, is it Danon, the yogurt company, or Danian? Danon. Danon, Danon, yeah. Danon. They have a new Greek yogurt out. It's triple oh. zero. It's no artificial sweeteners, no no aspartame, no sucralose. And it is, it's very low carb. Like, I think it's like six grams of carbs okay. um, per serving. And there's only one serving. But they have, like, vanilla and, like, banana cream. It is, they're Greek yogurt, and they have the protein in them, uh, but Greek yogurt's really good for digestion, and it's um, no fat. They taste ama- amazing. It is like it's it feels like you're cheating. Uh, like eating. Wow, really? And what I so what I've gotten the habit of doing is because I try to keep my carbs under thirty grams a day. It's thirty to fifty. Typically, mm-hmm. I'm usually well under that. But what I do is every night I usually have one, sometimes two of those little the 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 Dan and Triple Zero yogurts now. The Greek yogurts, because it helps you too just with digestion and go in the bathroom and everything. Um, check them out. You will not be disappointed. Um, everyone right. out there listening. And Greek yogurt is so good for you. So, uh, yeah, those are the quotes of the week. Yay. <laughs> All right. Well, you want to wrap it up here? I mean, shorter week. It's a holiday weekend. I hope everyone enjoys their Memorial Day when this comes out. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Absolutely. Be safe and have a great day. You can follow me on all platforms on Buck Never Stops. And I am at Ryback22 on Twitter, the big guy Ryback22 on Instagram, and Ryback247 on Snapchat. 
Thank you for listening, guys. You have just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. 25% off everything at FeedMeMore.com, including all Feed Me More nutrition with coupon MEMORIAL25. That's 25% off everything at FeedMeMore.com, including Feed Me More Nutrition with coupon code MEMORIAL25. The period of civil war has ended. It's definitely an improvement and totally not a lateral move. Join Ambassador Plek Dexeter and his intrepid crew as they explore astounding new worlds, discover their heroic destinies, and meet weird bug creatures and stuff. This is Mission to Zix. Mission to Zix, an improvised science fiction podcast. That's CYXX, launching September 6th.